Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Well, I'd say it's a happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, Tom Rose, Gary Bauer with you, the Bauer and Rose podcast, the Bauer and Rose show. Brought to you by our good friends at JustTheNews.com and SiriusXM, the Patriot Channel 125. Gary, just back from uh, a week-long uh, trip to uh, Europe, to Normandy. Um, I am tempted, I'll, I'll just start it off this way, I am tempted to completely ignore uh, the circus today. Obviously, we're going to have to get into it, but uh, the reason I'm tempted to ignore it, Gary, is because uh, uh, that is precisely what the left does not want us to do. It's precisely why the left engages in, 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 in these kind of destructive tactics. So we can't focus on the border. We can't focus on fentanyl. We can't focus on a rising China. We can't focus on uh, the pedophilia that is destroying our children. We can't focus on rampant crime. We have to talk about Donald Trump. No, it's a good point, Tom. I, I think there are... Uh multiple reasons why these things are happening, all, all of them pretty, um, pretty disturbing and uh, worrisome. Um, and all of them uh, tell should tell us that we're wrong when we think that this is just um, the usual um, drama that surrounds Donald Trump, that that's all that's at work here. Oh, this is Trump. See, this is why we need to move on. I mean, maybe we need to move on or maybe we don't need to move on. But the drama we're seeing is not going to move on. They, they've changed the rules of the game. You, you've heard what they say about us publicly. I mean, they, they publicly compare us to Nazis and fascists and uh, the American Taliban and you, you name it. Can you imagine what they think publicly? Can you imagine what goes on in their brains during their quiet time? Uh, it must be much worse. And I think among the reasons they're doing these things, Tom, number one, uh, it is an attempt to intimidate and cower us. And it will work with some slice of the public because that's what always happens. Not everybody is Paul Revere. Not everybody's a Quisling. Most people are somewhere in between. Uh, so they'll peel, they'll peel off some folks. They also hope to incite us to cause uh, the kind of violence or to engage in the kind of violence that would give them the excuse to double down on their theme that we're not just opponents of Joe Biden, we're enemies of the state. And we, sh- we should be treated like enemies of the state. Uh, so th- those are two really big deal parts of this. Um, Tom, I don't know if you know, in um, in recent months, there have been six uh, insurrections at six state capitals as defined by the people that called January 6th an insurrection. In six state capitals, leftist mobs 
angry over transgender rights, uh, uh, abortion on demand, you name it, uh, formed mobs and <clears throat> broke down doors and occupied the state legislatures of six red states. And there is a bar- there's barely a word in newspapers outside of those states. And in Tennessee, Tom, the, the news broke today that three of the leaders of the rioters were three sitting members of the state legislature. Remember on January 6th, the Nancy Pelosi and the gang accused some Republicans of conspiring with the demonstrators, giving them secret tours of the Capitol when it was just open tours of the Capitol. Uh, and, and they tried to they tried to. Um, I think take down about 10 members of the House because they thought this would be the way they could keep control of the House. It was all BS. But in Tennessee, there are actually three three uh, revolutionaries masquerading as state legislators that did this. And um, they've been removed of their committee assignments. And the speculation is they could be expelled uh, from the uh, legislature. And so for our a massive audience in Tennessee, I'm begging you to contact your state legislator and say, yes, you must expel them. You must expel them. Um, one final thought, and then I'm going to turn it over to you because I'm a little under the weather, Tom. I caught some French thing, and uh, I don't even want to think what it could be. I was going to say, let's hope it's not the the infamous yeah, French the World disease. War II famous uh, <laughs> French thing. <laughs> Caught by GIs in Paris, right. where we spent a couple of days right. under the watchful gaze of my wife. So I'm sure that whatever I have is nothing like that. But uh, uh, I think the medicine I'm taking has probably caused me to completely lose. What is this right now that I'm on? Is this a uh, is this a TV interview? Who you're, are you, by the way? You you're Jewish to me. You're bowling alone, actually, <laughs> at this stage. Okay. No, 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 look, uh, you go on; it'll come to me sometime. No, I, 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 I was just going to say that there's there's no upside to this at all. It's just amazing how much the left believes that people who think differently than they do should simply not exist. And the danger here is so inherent; it's so all-consuming. Whatever you think of Trump, it should, it must take a back seat to the fact that because Trump is now the man whom the authoritarian left, and that basically encompasses every major institution in our society, hates and fears more than anyone else and is determined to destroy, to stop at nothing to destroy. The ends justify the mean for the left. Everyone who's opposed to the left, whether, as you know, Gary just said, whether you're uh, not Paul Revere or not Vidkun Quisling, whether you like DeSantis or Haley or Trump or Pence, We've got to stand with him. The left is so avid to destroy Trump that it doesn't hesitate. In fact, it, it, it revels in destroying the most respected and critical institutions of our society, namely the justice system. That's why we got to stand with a guy. Love him or hate him, Gary. He is the very last man standing against those who seek to destroy the last vestiges uh, uh, of America as a as a free society. And this two-tier justice system applies not just to Trump, but it applies to every single American. 
Last week, a Trump supporter, while you were gone, a guy called um, Mackey. I mean, the guy. Yeah. Douglas Mackey was convicted of election interference um, and faces up to 10 years in prison for for tweeting a pro Trump Trump uh, meme during the 2016 campaign. Ten years in prison. And it was for posting a parody of a Hillary Clinton ad. It was a joke that said text, you know, whatever the number is. Uh, to vote for Hillary, you can text from home. Um, the yeah, uh, he was wearing a you know on his page he was wearing a Trump hat. I mean they could not they could not produce one individual that said uh, because of this uh, parody um, I stayed home and cast my vote uh, online uh, on Twitter uh, and didn't find out until it was too late that my vote wasn't counted because you can't vote that way. No, they could find nobody. I mean, you would think just the typical willingness of leftists to lie. Somebody would have stepped up and said, uh, I, 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 that's what I did. You know, but then somebody would check and find out he voted not only once, but probably five times. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, and there's a there's another woman, Tom, that did the exact same thing to Trump supporters. Right. And there's nothing. nothing. Right. This in 2016 on Election Day, this woman, Christina Wong, uh, tweeted a video of a Trump supporter with the caption, you know, hey, Trump voters, tomorrow's Election Day, Super Wednesday. Um, not only was she not prosecuted, there's no evidence that she was remotely investigated. And that tweet, Gary, still out there live right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, you know, with everything going on, I mean, my goodness. Uh, yeah, they um, the other day, Tom, they they found 35 um, needy migrants, each one, I'm sure, a pillar of society, somebody you would want as your neighbor. Uh, somebody that without them, America cannot be all that it should be. They found about 25 migrants hiding in a cave in the United States, all of them dressed in camouflage, all of them uh, military age men. And uh, so, you know, I don't know, Tom, call me paranoid. My antenna go up when I hear that. You know, you can if you are not a bad guy, you don't have to buy fatigues. You don't have to hide in a cave. All you got to do is walk up to the border and put one foot over it. And the entire leftist establishment of America and the president of the United States will do everything they can possibly do to make sure you are never sent anywhere else. You are a future Democrat voter in their minds, and they will welcome you with open arms. So why are there by the hundreds of thousands, almost all of them military age men why are they pouring into our country trying to not be found at all? You know, unlike the great majority of these people that run in and they'll go, hey, Border Patrol guy, here, I'm over here, I'm over here. Because they know once they're taken into custody, they're fine. Why, why are 25 you know, guys hiding in a cave dressed in camouflage? All of them muscular, good shape. 600,000 people have entered this way. It makes almost no news. Millie, thoroughly modern Millie, was testifying the other day, and he said, no, I, I think it would be a mistake to get the military involved in this. Um, that, that's a job for Homeland Security. But he did say something interesting, Tom, that made me think he's actually thinking about this. He goes, you know, uh, there, there's – I forget the figure he gave, but it was, it was too low. He said, I, I believe there's 35, 40,000 getaways every month. These are people we see briefly, but we're never able to catch them. He said there are 35 or 40,000 getaways every month. Um, 
You know, that's that's about the size of a combat uh, brigade over a month. Times uh, times 30. That's uh, yeah, 1.2 right. million. And we've had 4.7 million uh, running after a DHS, running after Border Patrol. Catch me, catch me. So that's five and a half. That's almost six million people. Yeah. So um, but never fear. I want everybody. I don't want panic, Tom. I don't. Uh, I, I, for a second there, I thought your hair was on fire. And I realized I was looking at my picture on the screen. <laughs> my hair is always on fire. Um, but um, we should relax because uh, the FBI is on the job. Uh, they are tireless. They, the, the, the lights are born, burning late at FBI headquarters. God bless every one of them. Uh, after studious work, um, they, uh, they headed into North Carolina a couple of days ago to uh, arrest a grandmother who they were finally able to identify. Um, I think they must have gotten the local AARP list or something and started running the pictures uh, next to the video they had. The video shows she walked into the Capitol in one of those doors where police, as we've seen on videos, opened the doors and waved people in. She walked into the Capitol. She stood in the same place for 15 minutes looking around. And um, she probably thought to herself, wow, this is kind of out of control here. Um, I'm going to go back and get my knitting. And she walked out of the Capitol. But they tracked her down. They right. found her. I, no, no word on whether they busted down the door with armed agents or whatever. I mean, that's usually reserved only for pro-life demonstrators uh, and parents going to school board meetings. Uh, but anyway, they've they've charged her. She's facing up to 10 years in prison. Uh, and the republic is safer because she's been taken out of circulation. It's look, Trump isn't a this is where I think the media. Well, forget about the media. Um, some conservatives are even falling into this. If you hear them off the record that Trump's a special case. No, Trump's not a special case. Trump's the test case. The truth is that if if Santa Claus, if Mr. Rogers ran as an unapologetic conservative today, he'd get the same treatment. That's a point that I don't think can be emphasized often enough. Anybody who thinks that these types of attacks are going to go away once Trump is done is delusional. The, you know, the left has been um, perfecting their plans here and strategies for this multi-year, never-ending uh, campaign to delegitimize its political opposition. And it won't ever stop, I think, and you probably agree, until it's made to stop. And that's why Mark Levin's been making this point for the past couple of days. I could not more passionately agree with him. The only way this will ever stop is if we start doing to them precisely what they're doing to us. Every Republican DA from any Republican town, whether it's Charleston, West Virginia, or uh, Rocky Top, Tennessee, that can get a Republican grand jury to indict Joe Biden for anything. And unlike Donald Trump, <laughs> there are at least a dozen uh, measures which, with which he could legitimately be indicted. The only way this will ever stop, the only way we'll ever regain 
you know, even a modicum of control over our country and its institutions again is to hit them with the same brickbats they're hitting us. No, no question about it, Tom. And uh, the <clears throat> the real impediment we have here is that the Republican Party has a lot of very fine people um, who, um, you know, I I would trust with my money. Um, I would trust uh, with my grandchildren, you know, people with good values and so forth, who uh, have deluded themselves into thinking that this is not the reality that we're facing and that um, they desperately want to bring the country together again. I want to bring the country together again, but it's impossible until these folks that were that are undermining the American Republic are defeated. You, you, you know, you. You couldn't introduce the Germans to democracy until you defeated the Nazis. It's got to be after the win uh, that that you end up uh, singing Kumbaya with people that are are willing to adjust to to the new time. Um, Asa Hutchinson, you know, he um, when he was in town uh, a number of years ago, he attended the church I go to and I'd run into him in the parking lot. He and his uh, delightful wife, very nice people. He always was very friendly. He would say nice things to me. I would say nice things to him. All you had to do was watch him for a couple of weeks as governor of uh, Arkansas and watch him in the recent months as he threw his hat into the ring. And he is the absolute epitome of why the Republican Party has not been able to get a governing majority in the United States and why if we keep following the Asa Hutchinson, Jeb Bush um, uh, model role, uh, we're done. And, and, you know, some people might say, so what? Well, if we're done, America's done. Not because Republicans are so fantastic, but Republicans are the only political entity that has enough people in it that share our views uh, that is capable of stopping this. So. I almost, you know, I run out of metaphors uh, or comparisons. I should stop trying to use them. Uh, Hutchinson made news in in the last day or so by saying that uh, Donald Trump recording a song in which uh, January 6th prisoners sing the national anthem and that Donald Trump uh, does an overlay of him saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, that that uh, number one's best-selling tune is, is undermining uh, our judicial system. I mean, now think about that. The the double standard of justice, the politicizing of the deep state, the um, you know all the other things that we're seeing. He thinks the recording of the national anthem and the pledge of allegiance is undermining our judicial system. The judicial system or our, our legal system, the legal system is undermining the legal system. The two tiers of justice is undermining the legal system. Um, you know, Tom, uh, Asa Hutchinson is a, a Christian. Uh, it, it's strange to me that he thinks um, uh, making common cause with prisoners is a bad thing to do because the scriptures call us to visit those in jail and minister to them. I wonder if he's been in the D.C. jail to minister to the January 6th prisoners. 
It's an excellent question. You know, there was a Babylon Bee headline. I guess it was yesterday. You know, Democrats vowed to arrest as many political opponents as it takes to defeat fascism. This would make this would make George Orwell's head spin. We're talking, you know, they're they're. It's like a tick for them, protecting democracy, saving democracy. Well, it's not democracy they're trying to save or protect. It's Democrats they're trying to save and protect. And, you know, the inviability of the courts, as the left here yells at Israel for the judicial reform debacle that's going on there. Yet they've got no problem spending $40 million to support a state Supreme Court candidate in Wisconsin. Who tells voters, and of course, um, in Wisconsin... Just to get my um, uh, little bone to pick here, uh, voters in Wisconsin picked their Supreme Court uh, justices. Yep. Electors in Washington, D.C. in the Senate confirm U.S. Supreme Court uh, nominees as justices. Um, that's not acceptable, apparently, to America's left in Israel. But spending $40 million to support a Supreme Court candidate in Wisconsin, the election of which is tomorrow, if you're a Wisconsin, or today, rather, today. if you're a Wisconsin voter, uh, vote. Um, when she, as part of her platform, says she's going to uh, legislate from the bench. I mean, you listen to these ads, it sounds like they are, this woman whose name I thankfully can't even begin to pronounce, um, it sounds like she's running for a legislative office because she's already made her mind up on all the issues that are theoretically, allegedly important to Wisconsin voters. Yeah, it's a, it's a great analysis, Tom. You're absolutely right. You know, the uh, uh, for decades, the left used the Supreme Court as a, uh, a continual sitting constitutional convention, uh, amending the Constitution on fundamental questions uh, in a way that nobody could have passed constitutional amendments to do. So they found make-believe rights like the right to abort a child in, in the Constitution. They... Uh, decided that saying a non-denominational prayer in school um, somehow violates the Constitution. This would have astonished the founders um, if they if they were around at the time. And and, and you know th- this the stuff I mentioned happened in the '60s and '70s, and it would cause this you know flash of uh, resentment by the American people uh, when it happened. But of course, uh, how do you do anything about it? We can't really touch the court. Etc. And so over time, the uh, the left was able to do a lot of the transformation of America that they wanted to do by that. Thank God, because of Trump Pence appointees to the Supreme Court, we have, depending on the day, uh, either a five and a half to three and a half margin or a six to three margin on the Supreme Court. It could change very easily mm-hmm. if something would happen to just one justice on our side. This Wisconsin case, uh, it's a big deal. Why, why would the left spend $40 million on this? Because this uh, candidate has already made it clear uh, she wants to redraw the district lines of the congressional districts. They think they can pick up two or three more Democrat House seats in Wisconsin by gendermandering. Uh, no, no, no. Which, you're, you're gender bending there. It's gerrymandering. What did I say? Gendermandering. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Wow. It must be the night quill, which I took at nine o'clock this morning. I, no, no, no. But this anyway, is that's bad news. Yeah. That's a bad idea. No, it's 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 a very bad idea. You got to give the left 
credit, though, because they're very clever. The Supreme Court's, the U.S. Supreme Court's already ruled that gerrymandering, as opposed to gendermandering, um, is legitimate insofar as it's political. You have to elect legislators. You understand what they're doing. They can create districts as long as they're contiguous. So the Supreme Court's already ruled. The left says, okay, we lost that battle. But if we can get the state Supreme Court to rule that Republican gerrymandering is unconstitutional according to state law, then we can redraw the districts here to suit our needs and elect our candidates. Well, this um, in defense of myself, this five uh, vote liberal majority on the Wisconsin court, if um, if they win this election today, probably will also do gender mandering uh, <laughs> and, and insist that there are 32 genders in the public schools of Wisconsin. Uh, and who knows, by the time they're finished, there may be. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was reminded of something. There was an op-ed in your favorite newspaper, the New York Times, 80 years ago by then Attorney General and subsequent uh, Supreme Court Justice Robert Jackson, the famous prosecutor of the, uh, of the Nuremberg trials after the war. Let me read this quote to you. A prosecutor stands a fair chance of finding at least a technical violation of some act on the part of almost anyone. It's not a question of discovering the commission of a crime and then looking for the man who's committed the crime. It's a question of picking the man and then searching the law books or putting investigators at work to pin some offense on him. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a wonderful quote, and it's uh, even more valid today than it was 80 years ago. Um, you, you know, I, I have people say to me, uh, Tom, particularly brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, uh, come on, Gary, I, you know, I, I haven't violated any laws. Uh, I know all kinds of people at church haven't violated any laws. Well, really? Because our church, for those of us that are Christians, teaches that all men are sinners, and uh, I, you know, I, I'm sure if I had a large enough budget and enough investigators, I could find enough stuff on any living human being that uh, sure would look like a violation of the law. At the very least would be embarrassing. And with a proper uh, aggressive prosecutor or persecutor uh, and a, a jury more interested in uh, pleasing their fo- their fellow friends uh, on the left or maybe fearful that they could get uh, canceled if it looks like they were somebody in the jury that didn't get this right winger. I, I, I'm sure anybody we nominate could be uh, could be smeared and destroyed. I understand, Tom, today that one of these left wing groups released 500 pages of opposition research on Governor DeSantis. They just dumped the whole thing and said, here's what we got so far, uh, I think, just to keep him busy for the next few months. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I hope he lawyers up. Absolutely. Look, and here's here's what frightens me, what terrifies me, and I think it's, it's almost inevitable that uh, this court, the judge of this court, uh, recommended by Chuck Schumer to President Obama, this um, Eastern District of New York uh, judge that's going to be sitting in judgment of, of President Trump, uh, the possibility or the prospect of the judge issuing a gag order on the president of the United States, the leading candidate for the Republican nomination, um, 
I can't imagine a more outrageous uh, violation, not just of the First Amendment, but of, 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 of justice itself. Yet everyone seems fully prepared to accept it, that the president, that this judge could uh, enjoin the president to, uh, to gag him. I, Why do I think that Carl Rove and a good number of people on the air on Fox, not their late, not their uh, prime time people, but people on the uh, morning show oh, and yeah. others would, would they be excited about that? You know, rid me of this Troubles, uh, troublesome ex-president. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, Tom, I wish I, I haven't seen news this morning. <clears throat> I wish Trump would have gone down the same escalator today with cameras rolling as he went down the day he announced he was running. Um, and I wish he would have done that early this morning and then headed to a nearby New York City cemetery to lay flowers on the grave of some victim of a crime that wouldn't have been a victim of a crime uh, if the prosecutor had not released him from jail early. And then when I made remarks, I think he's going to make them tonight, I would recommend that what he say is, look, folks, they want to destroy me. They want to put me in jail or worse. They're going to keep at it. And um, I just want to say something very simple to you. I don't care what they do to me. They can kill me. If that's what they want to do, they'll get away with it. They want to silence you. And I'm saying today, no matter what they throw at me, I will fight for you. I will fight for the parents at the school board meeting, the pro-lifers with the care, care centers, the entrepreneurs starting businesses and keeping our economy running, our military. You know, we have the lowest level of patriotism among the rising generation. Some of our indoctrinated children might not stand with the men and women in uniform, but I will say and just say I am willing to die on this altar. And the reason I was thinking of that this morning is that is exactly what Martin Luther King said in the last speech that he gave before he was assassinated uh, in this very week. Um, he said, um, you know, longevity is a wonderful thing. Uh, I, I want to live a long life just like anybody else. But I don't think that's in store for me, basically. I don't think that's uh, what God has planned for me. So I want to let you know, I don't care. I'm not worried because I have been to the mountaintop. I have seen the coming of the Lord. I will fight for your right. And this was really interesting, Tom. He, it sounded like a Trump speech. I will fight for your freedom of speech, your freedom of assembly, their freedom to petition your government. All the things that conservatives are saying is correctly saying are in jeopardy today. Martin Luther King said, I'm willing to give my life to make sure that my people have those things. You know, today, Tom, he'd be labeled a Christian nationalist. He's, al- he's already labeled a Christian nationalist. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's impossible to imagine a more uh, unfair venue for this this charade, this fraud, this hoax than Manhattan. And that's precisely why the case was brought there. This is the island that's more associated with Donald Trump, Manhattan, than any other piece of real estate in the country. He didn't win a single neighborhood in Manhattan, either in 2016 or 2020. He lost Manhattan 88 to 10 
Um, but unlike other city boroughs, he has no base of support there. So, you know, when Wolf Blitzer says on CNN, well, you know, Alvin Bragg was able to get a majority of the jurors in Manhattan to vote an indictment. Uh, that's tough <laughs> to get 50 yeah. percent yeah. of of every every single Democrat, every single juror was a Democrat. I'm surprised. Um, actually, I shouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised that nothing. Have you noticed that? The DA's office leaks everything about the indictment except the charges not itself. A word. Not a word. Yeah, no, not yeah, a word the about the jurors. There yeah. are no uh, cameras behind uh, the back door of the Manhattan uh, courthouse. Um, and can you imagine if this were reversed? It's absolute Stalinist silence on any of these jurors. We know nothing. Absolutely leak-proof, which is why the issue of the gag order. Imagine the court gags the president. There'll be no gag order on CNN or MSNBC or the New York Times or even the Wall Street Journal, which uh, appears to have gone south. Uh, There'll be no gag order there. It will be uniquely and um, uh, solely imposed upon Trump. That cannot possibly stand in a court of law, you would think, you would ask. But in America, I, I don't have any doubt that that uh, subsequent courts would uphold that gag order. I, I have zero confidence that justice will win out on this. And every day that uh, that Joe Biden is president or if the Democrats win the White House again, uh, federal courts will become more and more hostile uh, to any conservative that uh, stands up against the deep state. Um, and it will have an effect, Tom. I mean, who's going to go serve an administration of the next populist conservative president? If you're rolling the dice that everything you work for, that your family, all that you've built, your children, your spouse could be completely destroyed. Um, what about the threat? And I, I don't know whether I should even bring this up, but what about the threat, God forbid, of violence against any judge that even remotely extends a ruling that has the the smallest smell of of justice a judge let forget a judge that throws the case out i think his life would be in danger immediately but even i I think the power of intimidation social ostracism even god forbid physical violence is very real and let's be clear gary judges are human beings they have the same fear the same uh, uh, pathos that any other person does. These judges, particularly in New York and liberal venues, uh, enjoy uh, social status that would come crash. I mean, it would absolutely it would come crashing down. Uh, think of a judge, a Democrat judge, and they're all Democrat judges. That's the way this whole process has, will will play out. Is that it will be in venues uh, controlled by Democrats. Uh, any judge that issues any kind of a ruling that is remotely favorable to the defense here will be socially ruined. Uh, yeah, we probably should take a break at some point, but let me just make one more comment that uh, I, bl- I believe this is the reason that the Biden administration refuses to uh, enforce federal law <clears throat> and remove demonstrators that continue to show up every night outside the homes of the Supreme Court justices that voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. It's not only to make those Supreme Court justices think twice before they again um, 
confront or um, resist the demands of the left. It's to make every judge in America look at that and go, man, these are Supreme Court justices. I mean, they've got to have escorts for their kids to go to school or, you know, uh, outside their house every day. Some guy came all the way from California to try to kill him. I don't want that. You know, I, I've got a life to live. Uh, that, that's what we're in the middle of, Tom. And I I run out of words for the Asa Hutchinsons and people that are in denial, do not want to fight fire with fire, think they can uh, grovel their way to an understanding. The only way uh, we can grovel away to an understanding with these leftist fascists is if we agree with them to destroy this country and replace it, make it a, a, a building block in the globalist, secular uh, world government that they desperately want to replace uh, Israel and the United States and uh, anybody else that stands in the way of it. You know what? I'm going uh, to make an executive decision here. This is a podcast. We're not going to take a break. If they want to throw a break in in the middle, they can do it because this is just our, our Tuesday show. So what do you think of that? I, I'm, uh, I will follow your leadership, Tom. Although you are increasing the chances that I might barf on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's that because we're going to wrap it up now. So you oh, can I see. so you can barf, you know, uh, at your leisure. Yeah. The trip to France, Tom, I want to I want to apologize to the French people for every French joke I made. Uh, everybody we ran into. There was one there was one day a little uncomfortable it was the day that the day of rage notice how all these things are the same sure. in every western country it was the day of rage for the leftist uh neo-nazis to uh, uh being sh- to try to shut down uh paris and it was the day we were supposed to leave normandy go to paris and we decided to stay in normandy instead for an extra day before we went so we were going to another site we're about 100 miles outside of Paris, and all of a sudden we see smoke in the air. We hear the sound of explosions. Traffic comes to a stop. A, a group of anarchists and uh, and commies uh, had brought uh, all kinds of stuff. It set a huge bonfire next to a toll uh, plaza, and we're shooting fireworks across the highway uh, into the cars waiting in line. Sounds like another day in Washington to me. Right. So the cops come up and uh, in broken English say to us, uh, we have everything under control. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, you, you'll get through in just a little while. We're, we're negotiating with them right now, <laughs> the police officer said. And then with a smile on his face, he goes, uh, there is a bright side. Uh, there's no toll today. So we saved six dollars. <laughs> Well, that's that's great. I'm going to let you recuperate from your exhausting trip, and uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. Sounds good, Tom. Thanks. God bless. You too. 